All right. Are we ready? Are you ready? Always. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm always ready. <laughs> I Just waiting on you. I'm always ready. <laughs> I am always ready. I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for money, business, and elevating my game. Bryn is my co-host. She's my friend and marketing director for my mortgage team. That's right. I'm a marketing girl, a mama of three, and wife of one. And like Josh, elevating life, business, and relationships, well, it's my jam. This season's topic, elevate your game. What do you want? Do you want to push personal limits, find joy, be more present? Be a better parent, have a sexier marriage, make more money, save more money, start your own business, develop a hobby, or strengthen important relationships? Impact the world, be a better boss, or create a stronger business? Then you are ready to elevate. And this is the place to do it. Are you ready? Sigmund Sense Season 3, Elevate Your Game. All right, so what are we talking about today? I know what we're talking about. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so we are going to talk about, first of all, welcome back to Sigmund Sense. Yay. Super excited to be here. Um, for those watching on YouTube, you can tell we're kind of in a new little location here because we are podcast nomads. <laughs> I like this look, though. I do, too. It's pretty fun over here. It's, it's very, yeah, it's awesome. So uh, today we are talking about... Ways to elevate your college experience. Yeah, so, and I, you can expand that. It's really after you leave the the nest. Yeah, for sure. Right. And so I think the idea came from um, Josh was giving advice to somebody on, hey, if you had everything to do everything differently, what would you have changed? Or yeah, right? one of my best friend's kids just graduated <laughs> from high school, and and uh, he he reached out to me about two weeks ago and was like, hey, I just have a couple of questions for you. And they said, uh, if you could go back and redo college all over again, what would you do the same? What would you have? What, what do you regret doing? And what do you regret not doing? Um, could you just give me some advice? Which Ooh, was I actually really great questions. I just want really to do the regret. Regret. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. I would love to hear the regrets list. <laughs> that would make a really interesting. Well, there's regrets <laughs> that I shared in a in a non-recorded format. <laughs> I know now, now we want one on a recorded format. There's definitely a few. There's definitely a few. But um but yeah, I think if we work through a list, you know, I basically texted him back 12, 13 things. And since then a couple more times I've texted him afterwards said, Hey man, there's two other things I thought about. Yeah. But it's worth sharing because I, I think that's just good things to be thinking about as a young person anyways. And maybe you're an adult and you have some kids that are about to go off. Mm. Um, I just thought that was really cool that uh, this kid actually reached out and just said, hey, I love that. Yeah, I, know, I think that's really cool. Which really goes back to asking better questions is usually a secret of success for anyone. So he's just one of those guys that's going to be inquisitive. Go yep. Be inquisitive and have yep. the nuts to ask. Yep. I had two of them. There's two different gentlemen that, that are both 18 that both reached out. Um, and you can tell they came from the right family because they're asking the right kind of questions mm -hmm. and they're just, they're, they're hardwired to be inquisitive about how to be successful. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it, it's very cool. Very, very that cool. That is actually. very cool. Awesome. All right. Well, I have a few things on my list, but why don't you kick it off? Um, so if we're, you know, I'm a, it's, it's going to sound like it's specific to college, you know, kind of going uh, going into it. But like I said, so many of these will apply to other things. Um, when it comes to college or anything at the young age, I think that you have to learn how to, lo learn how to love learning. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is, to me, college was just learning how to learn in a totally different format when you're not, being, you know, your parents aren't yelling over your shoulders and, uh, right. and you know, you're kind of managing your own calendar for the first time and you might only have one class a week, but it's a three hour class and 
there's lots of fun stuff to do in college. And so there's the distractions are are real. Yes, they are. And so the the piece of the puzzle has to be come down to you got to keep learning how to learn and love to learn, love to learn in general and be really uh, interested about your world. I yeah. always said it took, it takes four years to figure out college and exactly how to do it. <laughs> Surprisingly, it takes four years to figure out That's funny. I don't what classes to go to, which ones you don't have to, how much you have to study, how do you manage your calendar, how do you reverse engineer your grade to figure out exactly what you need to make. To, and it takes about four years to do that. That's really funny. <laughs> I would say that that's coming in with a blank slate. Um, I think that's true. I think that you can get the edges. Uh, there's some, it was not me, but in high school, there's some kids that got to figure it out before they even went. Um, and it's the it's how to manipulate your grades to get what class you have to take to get the best GPAs to get in the best schools, right? That, that game is being played at a very young age these days. That is being played at a very, very young there age. is a lot of strategy around yeah, that. There really is. But what it really comes down to is when I, we've talked about some of these things on different podcasts before, but it's, it's interesting to me, like there's a stat that's out there you can go find. It's something like over 80% of all males over age, 18 will, over age 18 will never read a full book ever again. So you're forced to read some books in, in high school, but more than 80% of all males will never read a full book cover to cover again after right. age 18. And so, um, you know, whether you graduate and go to college or don't, the, the thing that I would go back to is you got to stay studying something and learning about something yeah. and improving in some way. And so the, the learning to loving to learn and learning how to love to learn is a lifelong skill that I think really serves people really well. You look like you're looking for your list. I can't find it. I'm like, didn't I just write it right here? I feel like you can find anything in that book except today. Except today. (laughs) I know exactly where it's at. Um, Mine, go ahead with your second one while I look for it. Well, I was just going to keep on working through because um, to me, that really dovetails into time blocking and using the damn smart calendar the way it's supposed to be, uh, be used. Right. Yeah. And I really think that at this point, most everyone has some sort of, of calendar option within their phones. I don't see many flip phones around there anymore. And so, <laughs> uh, but whether it's that or a computer, you know, learning how to time block is super, super, super important. You know, I was talking to a, a very close friend of mine who works at FedEx and um, the FedEx schedule, as an example, this guy throws boxes for a living, right? But the FedEx schedule is updated every single day. So you could have a shift that you did not know you're working on Saturday that pops up on an app oh, wow. for Saturday morning. And if you're not paying attention, you literally get marked up. If you have three marks, you're fired, period, end of story. Ouch. And so at least that's what was relayed to me. So um, the point is, is that we have to learn to use technology from an organizational perspective because your future employers are going to require it anyways. Yeah. And so using the calendar to kind of back back into, okay, what not only what classes do I have to be uh, where and when, I remember back when I had my first week of college, just carrying around the piece, the piece of paper, trying to figure out <laughs> where am I supposed to be, yeah. how long is it take to walk there, figuring all that stuff out. But once you do, we figure out the basics. Should all be in a calendar on your phone, including study time, including you know when you when your professor tells you you got to write this this uh, report by the end of the year by May, you know don't put it down for May, put it down for like April, get like, get it done <laughs> a little bit earlier. Um, but, yes. but you're learning how to do that stuff, I think is super, super, super important. And that actually, uh, goes into what I was gonna say was my number two, which is call your parents more often. Um, so Ty, one of the kids, literally he calls me the first ones every month at eight, eight 30 in the morning since Aww. he went to college. And I said, awesome. Are you calling your parents too? He's like, yeah, I call a lot. And I said, perfect. Well, there's, a, there should be at least one time that your mom 
knows that you are going to be calling for sure every single week, no matter what. I love that. And it's something that I would re- really highly recommend because um, I did not realize that when you graduate, you've seen your parents 90% of their ent- the entire amount of time that you're going to spend with your parents is over. 90% is over before yeah. when you leave to go to a workplace or go to college. 90% of it. Yeah. So um, as, a, as a parent who's got kids that are about to graduate too, like I want that damn phone call. I want my time, even if it's ten yeah. minutes every single week. I want it's my ten minutes. It's been fun. So you know, we are, we have, we have, yeah, we had, we did it. We got one into college. It's amazing, um, and and we do hear from her. She's very, very genuine, and she does. She that's good to hear. She does. She calls us or wants to Facetime like every Sunday, um, and she initiated that, which I think is great. And so, yeah, and we talk more now probably than we did when she was in the house. Um, because I, like I've said before, I swear it's God's way of protecting our hearts and letting being okay with them leaving is they just make them real unbearable <laughs> to be around. So you're like, please get out of my house. <laughs> um, and now it's just, you know, it's a, it's refreshing to hear from her. It's fun. Um, yeah. So. But yeah, call your parents. Call your dang parents. Time manage. It's, it's just it's simply put it on a calendar to stick to it. When your reminder goes off, it's like, oh, I'm walking to my class. I'll make that quick call on the way to class. Just just put it in the calendar. Oh, I love that. I would. This is not on my list, but um, filling your cal- like filling your spaces, your space. Like, yeah. how do you utilize your walking time? How do you utilize your driving time? Like use every ounce of time that you have to put in productive yep. things. Yep. Um, I can keep going. Do you want? Do you want to go to the next one? I or found my to? list. Go for it. What's your favorite? <laughs> um, travel. Tra- oh, yeah. I would. So one thing that I I don't have regrets, but I this one this one kind of is a regret, um, is that I didn't travel or study abroad, and I really would have liked to do that. I really would like to. That do is that. absolutely one of my list. I did get to um, in high school. I was able to do foreign exchange in Australia, England, and Jamaica. And I'm convinced that I get along with more people than most people because I've got something in common with a whole lot of people just because I got to live other places yeah, and travel around, sure. right? Um, and part of my story, my dad and mom literally used to move about every three years. So I got to go to all, well, I was in 49 of the 50 states before I graduated high school. That's insane. So I got to talk to somebody about something local uh, just by traveling. And so um, when you're, when you have a little bit of freedom, it's really funny how much, how far a, a shoestring budget can actually go <laughs> when everyone's operating on the same thing. Uh, but, uh, I would, I would highly encourage just, we live in our, our bubble, which is America and getting outside of it a little bit goes very, very, very far for cultural awareness and appreciation of what we have. It's so disheartening to me watching people bitch about the greatest freaking country in the world. Yeah. Um, and it, and I think it's because of ignorance because they haven't been anywhere else. Yeah. And you time and time and time again, you talk to somebody that their family's first generation, uh, you know, came over or, you know, look at, um, some shoot, there's a, a whole pile of Ukrainians that have found their way to the United States over the last six months. They'll tell you that this is a pretty damn good country, right? Not too shy. Uh, we're not at risk of being invaded by Canada or Mexico. <laughs> uh, and so my point about this is, is that we got to get out and see the world a little bit to appreciate yeah. what we have, but also appreciate what they do have too. Um, with some of the best food in the world. Uh, yes. And there's the systems of like hostels. You know, if you're, if you're right. if, if, like the, the public systems to take trains from country to country to country, which is basically in Europe as an example, mm-hmm. you're traveling the East coast. That's about all it is from, from a size perspective. You know, you can go through 10 different States and, uh, in the East coast in a matter of a day. 
Uh, same thing there. You can travel so uh, uh, through lots of different countries pretty quickly and then stay for damn near nothing in a hostel. And so going with a group of girls or group of guys, um, you know, and planning it out so you have some awareness of where you're going to be and be a little safety precautions, but seeing the world, I think, is super, super important. Um, I would say the travel uh, study abroad portion is with the, I mean, I to learn a second language, to learn a second language. Full yes, full immersion. But wait, I took like five years of Spanish. And I took. And I live in South Texas and I still don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I, took, I took three years of French because <laughs> that makes sense. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like that full immersion of being able to come back with a second language. Yep. Holy moly. Yep. Like we need it, more of that. It's, which is why you might have noticed I picked Australia, England, and Jamaica. <laughs> they all speak English. They have cool accents, but they all speak I English. I feel like you told me one time that you have to have a particular connector in your brain. <laughs> and mine is missing. I am incapable of learning language. That is a true. That is a true story. But yeah, is that so, a factual thing or is that a? It is bullshit? for me. It's definitely bullshit. Maybe <laughs> somebody I feel can like educate it, me. That, I feel like it's for me too. I don't get it yeah. at all. At well, all. I can't remember names to save my life, and that's a brain thing for sure. Um, <laughs> so I'm assuming languages as well. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I really I think this is something worth talking about for anyone. And here's why: uh, everyone's all waiting to go on their trip one day, someday. Yeah. And I got to tell you, um, the second you have a family and kids, it doesn't get cheaper, right? And it does, you don't have more freedom. Uh, so so yeah. all of a sudden you wake up and you're 20 years older if you're healthy and may, might have the means. And I really think that traveling in your youth is an exceptional experience. Yes. It's an exceptional experience. And if it's not travel because you can afford it, going back to you can apply this to other things, going back to regret, never got, never getting into the military. Mm. like oh, the military yeah. if not from a standpoint of just service because i think service is like that's that's my regret personally but you you can see the world yeah sign up for the military <laughs> right off high school you're gonna see you're gonna see some shit that you've not seen in your lifetime yes um but but from a serve that's that would be my biggest regret is not doing that um at that age for sure uh because there's an age limit you can't get in at a certain age too just try it you're pretty convincing no 30 <laughs> i think it's 35 right now is it I think it's 35, so I can't oh, get you're it. Way older Actually, there is a cool story. It's a sad story, but it's a cool story. There is a story of a, of a surgeon early, early in, in the Afghan war. Um, it might have even been early enough to be in Iraq where his son was killed overseas. And he had to write a letter to the president of the United States saying, because he's a, he's a, uh, he was an ER doc. And he said, my son served. I intend to as well. And he got he was got a written permission from the president Bush Bush at the time. Wow! And Bush gave him permission to serve the military, and he went over and served uh, in Ford Theater at an operations uh, for to operate on young men. Wow. So, but it's an exception from the president. I'm not I'm not wired like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty convincing. Not that convincing. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, take it one step further and just assume that you can. And I'll tell you what, uh, you talk to enough people on campus or just after work that that um, that are interested in travel. Don't say. Like we'll get around to it. Just start planning the date. That's, that's I'll give the you piece. some great. It's, it's, it's plan a date and just do it. Like um, the, the COVID for all the bad stuff that came out of COVID. One of the great things was you can basically get on an airplane to anywhere in the world for nothing. Yeah. There were there's people that are traveling that I'm aware of. They're traveling right now that bought airplane tickets to Europe for 300 bucks because the airplanes were were empty right during that period of time. But people that were like-minded that were like, you know what? We want to travel next year, so let's go ahead and book it. Mm -hmm. They're going right now. Yeah. And I think it's That's a really big deal. That's what I would deal. say. Really get ahead of the booking because once you have kids that are involved in sports and everything, I mean, it, you're 
<laughs> Life is over. Life, <laughs> as you know, it is over. And it's hard to find the time if you're behind the eight ball. Already. I have a couple second homes I will not see for the next six months. Literally. Uh, it's, I will not have access to yes. my houses for six months because we got so many sports between now and then. Yep. But I know. It's wonderful to see the so, kids play. Uh, put off having kids. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Speaking of that, wait a little bit. <laughs> wait just a little bit. Just kidding. Um, that goes into one that I think is a, another good point, which applies to both guys and girls. But I, I put down create great guy friends and do r- road trips with them. Mm-hmm. So going back to traveling, um, it doesn't. You don't have to fly to Europe if you jump in the. Uh, I, one of my favorite trips of my entire life, and I've, you've heard the story, was I was studying, but I was studying in advance, so I could I actually could leave. I was studying and my buddy walked in the door and said, we're going to Mardi Gras right now. Are you in or not? I was we like, did that too. We, and I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And they're like, the car is rolling. We didn't want to leave you without asking. Let's and I said, and okay. Roll. And I literally put a backpack together in five minutes, walked out the door and went to Mardi Gras for five days. We did the same thing, but uh, finals had just ended and mm-hmm. we all had like three, four or five. Well, actually probably like a week before we were leaving to go home. And we just were like, what about New Orleans? Yep. Let's do it. You can just a, a couple trip. tanks of gas or find the buddy with the Tesla these days. Great. Pretty damn cheap to get there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just figure it out. In fact, I, I know that for sure when we went, we didn't even have a hotel set up. We were just like, you we know, we're, we're going to figure it out. We'll figure it out when we get there. It was great. And we did. It's, it, it was, was great. awesome. Um, let's go into the parting because we're talking about Mardi Gras, okay. right? I do agree with parting hard, but I also think the same way from drugs, especially this day and age. Like, don't think I'm just like the, you know, a, a dud. I've had my fun in, in my life for sure. But it's playing with a different type of fire this day and age. Yes, it is. When there's when there's drugs out there that you have a drop of it and it can kill your ass. Yeah. Um, it's just not like the risk reward at this point in, in, in with the chemical alterations of drugs is insane. Yeah, it's just like knowing your boundaries. Like, yep. here are my boundaries. Yep. I don't, I drink. Yeah, <laughs> that is my boundary. Or smoke weed. Or smoke weed. Like right. that is as far as Whatever I'll go. Whatever it's gonna be. Whatever. Yeah, I just ooh. For me, it's being really clear about staying focused on why you're there in the first place because it's um, very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to put things off, drop a class, and it, all it does is just prolong the process. And it's expensive. It's very yep. expensive. So. Have your fun, know your boundaries, yep. and stay on point. If you can't party balls until four a.m. and get up for your ten o'clock class, don't. Then don't. Like yep. you, you gotta or or figure out a way to do it. Like you gotta get your ass there. Yep. And that's it, all part of figuring it out too. I, I think that that's just part of growing up and being a, an adult. At some point, at some point, you gotta know when enough is enough and mm-hmm. when to go. And I think part of that strategy, the strategy, is knowing what you're gonna say when it comes up. Like actually thinking through, um, because in an altered state, giving the option to be given something else, you're in an altered state. You're not (laughs) going to make a normal decision. Like you're by a definition already hammered or whatever. And so, um, the point is, is if you make the decisions in a sane state about what you're going to say when offered, so it's not a peer pressure thing. It's just a a solid, hard no. And it might be as simple as I can't, I've got an exam tomorrow. Yeah. I can't, sure. I can't, I've, I'm on, I'm on a sports team and they drug test us. I can't, I can't, whatever it is, whatever the, the answer is, having the answer is, is part of the strategy. I like that. Um, I also think that this goes into an overused statement, but it's so true is show me your friends. I'll show you your, your future. I was going to say, you know, yeah. when you have a group of kids and friends that are really 
intent on graduating and yep. making grades. Everyone like, does. We we we're all at the library together, you know. And when you're studying in a group setting, and you some don't people f- are saying you nerd. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, you know, it's you're with your friends, you're hanging out. Yep. It's so you don't have like FOMO or anything, which I suffered bad FOMO my whole life until I got old and tired and <laughs> like. I'm still I, suffering. I want to be invited, but I do not want to go. Be yep. clear. But I, my feelings will be hurt if, I want, if I'm not yep. invited. <laughs> so I, I love that you just said that. So there were 16 of us that got it, uh, were in the same pledge class in a, in a Texas fraternity. And all 16 of us graduated in four years. Um, of the 16, there 14 of us have well higher than the average income. 14 out of 16. Kind of crazy kind yeah. of numbers. Like super successful people. Yeah. Um, and we all partied hard together. Right. Yeah. But the reality was, this is was what you said, but we all understood that yeah. Trinity diversity where I went to school is super expensive each semester <laughs> and that, that staying for a victory lap is not ideal. It's really and so, a- and it's, it's abusive if you're actually expecting your parent to pay for it. Right. It's, uh, it's going to hurt you financially if you, if you have to foot the bill for your student loans for the next 20 years. And so the decisions that are made there of what do I have to do to make sure I graduate in time? I love that you said earlier, like, why are we here? If you're going to school, it's to graduate. It's to graduate. Um, then the other stuff is for fun around that and learning to learn and having a good time and learn to socialize. And I think it's super important for people to learn how to socialize this day and age. Yes. So getting out and experiencing that is important because so many people these days are stuck in their damn phone or texts and emails. Like I want to hire people as an employer that are normal fucking human beings that can have a conversation, look me in the eyes and are, you know, charismatic and charming and those skill sets that you learn. By talking to people. By talking to people and looking them in <laughs> the eyes, right? Yeah. And so I, I, re- I really think that piece is really important of when you, if you are in a house or renting an apartment or whatever, and, and you're looking at these people like, man, they're a lot of fun, but they're going to die in a, in a ditch one day. Yes. Or they, you know, they are making some decisions that, uh, violate one of your rules, which was, you know, defer pregnancy for a couple extra years <laughs> <laughs> or, um, you, you, you get the whole idea. There's it's, you ought to separate yourself at some point. Yes, you do. Yes, because you do. eventually you'll be doing the same thing real quick. It's just, I truth. had some roommates that got into some pretty bad shit and I never did. I was so, my boundaries were so Hard set. And fast. They were just like, so I just told them they were dumb all the time, but it's fine. Um, Ah, uh, da, 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 da. work. Oh yeah, work. Get a job. Get so a I, job. I had to. That you had to as well, right? Yeah. Your brother was a good example for you, though, right? Very, very good. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just like we say about kids: the busier they are, it keeps them out of trouble. And here's what I've learned too: it also keeps me and my husband out of trouble mm-hmm. because we're always focused on something. We're always having something to do. Um. So it eliminates the, hey, just stay for one more drink. I can't. Yep. I have to, I, you know, we have this or that or whatever. Yep. Um, and I think the same thing applies in college. So It's funny that you say that. So um, if you haven't listened to our first episode, like I'm super grateful for what happened to me with my dad and my mom, but they basically cut me off after my first six months of my freshman year. And probably the most formative, you know, conversation of my entire life was when my dad said five sentences. He said, 
Josh, mom and dad are getting a divorce. Somewhere in here, the, the attorneys blew your college fund. So drop out of college and go to work now or work way, your way through college. Let me know. And he hung up on me. And so as painful as that conversation was, I'm super grateful it happened at the time it did mm-hmm. because I'm at a private school that's that was super expensive. <laughs> you know, it's, yes. I think even back then it was $36,000 a year. Um, yeah. it, it wasn't cheap and that was 20 years ago. I can't imagine what it is now. Yeah. And, um, and so my ego of, I, you know, A, I want to graduate B, I've already got my friends here made me go get, get a job. And so, yes, I did take out some student loans, but they're super defrayed by the fact that I was working through it as well. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't piling on and, um, you know, whether I, I, I do think as a skill set, by the way, Mandatory for my three children. All of them have to be waitresses and bartenders at some point in their life. Mandatory. 100%. Believe it or not, as a skill set, I think is a highly Absolutely. desirable skill set. As Absolutely. long as you can stay out of the other stuff that comes with it. That was like, that would be my asterisk. Right. Um, there's an asterisk, but there is um the restaurant scene can be a little rough. Yep. Um and so, you know, having those conversations with your kids. Yep. Um, or reverse psychologying them and saying, <laughs> yep. <laughs> whatever. But when works. you're thinking about like an entrepreneurial spirit, understanding like you get out of what you put into, right. like all those things, learning how to socialize, learning how to time manage, learning how to read people, learning how to give great customer service, learning how to take a bullet when somebody's pissed. When's, exactly. Like all those learning things are, are great. I mean, but going back to your point, work during college is super, super important or, or just work as soon as you get out of school. And Take it a step further. If you're if you got an eight hour shift, and that's all you got, work extra. Like your energy levels, the highest it's going to be at yeah. eighteen to twenty five. It doesn't get easier at forty, and so putting the extra time in at that time point, yeah. to get a second job, to make a little bit extra money, to get a little bit further ahead, to be able to do the trips that you want to try when you can't afford it. Yeah. Like um, I was it's always a, like the richest of all my friends because yeah. I, <laughs> you know, and and getting this goes into efficiency. Like getting a For job. For the record, the richest of all your friends f- with about how much extra cash was all was. Like, I'm just, I'm just curious. Huh? Like you said, I was the richest of all my friends. But oh, what does yeah. that really look like in college? Like what's required to be rich? Because I have a number in my head. I have no idea. Um, well, I don't know. Well, I can tell you this much. Outside of paying for room and board, a thousand bucks a month, I could do everything I want to do. Everything, yeah. Everything. Like, everything. We're not talking about being filthy rich. We're talking about having a thousand dollars extra right. to... Buy whatever, buy whatever, go what, do whatever, have a few drinks, whatever. Sure. Go on a couple of good dates instead of like creeper dates. I'm thinking like I would make probably $300 a shift and I worked three days a week and my bills were way less than that. Well, you should work seven <laughs> days a week and take an extra hours. <laughs> I didn't need to. I wouldn't have made, the thing That's is right. that I wouldn't have made the, that amount of money. You I picked, picked the best, best days. Yep. So it's like, and I, you know, you go in, you work the entire shift, which is five to 2 a.m. or actually 4 a.m., right? Um, stay the whole time and cut one worthless bartender. So now you're down to two. <laughs> so That's right. So you're making more there. And you only have to do it three days a week. Yeah, I really think that working through, like uh, I've, I've thought about this because I have the means to pay for my kids' college and like they never have to work. And I've talked to Christy about this a couple of times. Like, no, they're going to have to have a job. They, ha- they have to have a job. Because you don't want to start practicing your job when you finally have to go get one. Yeah. Be- because I missed shifts before and I've been fired before. I, and I've, well, you're too good to two shoes. Have you actually been fired before ever? Okay. So this is a funny story. Um, I was attempted, the manager attempted to fire me. <laughs> and it was on bucket night. Uh-huh. So. 
Well, Randy came in. Randy worked there too. And so we had a system of, well, if they have enough for a bucket, well, we just tally their beers. And like if they had enough, then we'd like ring in a bucket. If they only had three, well, then they will just ring in three. But we had tally them out. And all we all we had done that forever, forever. And this manager, I mean, he wanted to he wanted to date me. He was very, very into me. <laughs> Jealous of Randy. And he was like, I don't see your your ticks or hashes or whatever. I'm like, they're right here. Anyways, he fired me and then the owner called me later that night and said I was not fired. So I don't really know if you can count that as That's being really fired. Other well, than, I've other than that, I have never been fired. I've been fired. I know what it feels like to be the bad employee. Um, Where were you fired from? What are you I've getting fired, fired for? Three, four companies. Sigmund. I was. Uh, when I was, let's get this right. I missed a shift one, one time. You got fired for missing a shift? Yeah, but um, it was the first day. <laughs> what? The first I don't really know if that gets... Okay. I, missed, I missed the first day. Um, let's just say it a different way. I was about two hours late for the first day. And when I walked in, I said, okay, this is your last day. <laughs> this, this is how we're going to start off. It's not, not going to yeah. So that did happen. Um, I worked at a grocery store when I was a kid. And there was a line. And you had 30 minutes to eat a lunch or whatever. And normally what I'd do is literally go buy a 50 cents or 49 cent can ravioli or something just to have lunch there at this grocery store. You forgot to pay for it. No, I didn't forget to pay for it. I didn't pay for it. I thought there was a line, so I decided <laughs> I was going to eat it first and then I was going to go pay for it afterwards. You just left it the wasn't about, on the <laughs> It wasn't about stealing the 50 cents, but rules are rules and that was theft. So I you, did get fired. You should have and, put the 50 cents in the place of the can. <laughs> Right on the on the shelf, shelf. right. So I I did get fired for that, and uh, I know how that felt. And I know like the 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 manager actually was apologizing me and fired me. He's like, "But the rules are the rules, and you understand why." I'm like, "I get it, but and it's but to have there's there's rules for a reason, yeah. Because not everyone was intending to pay their forty nine cents, and sometimes it's more than forty nine cents, right? Um, But I I really think that practicing uh, while you're young and that you can make mistakes. Yeah. And uh, well, and I know when I was yeah. interviewing for jobs um, right out of college, people were very impressed that I was able to work and graduate in four years mm-hmm. and be in a sorority and, and yep. like all the things. They yep. were like, "For real? How?" I'm like, "Time Let's management, it. baby. It's that's my right. it's my that's thing. Right. <laughs> it's that's my right. jam." So I, I think that's a good lesson for everybody. Um, and I'll tell you that uh, a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are trying to build wealth. Right. And I know that a lot of this is about money in general and going back to, you don't have to be in college for this. There's a lot of people that have side hustles that Mm -hmm. have a full-time job and they've got extra time and they're making the best of it. And there's, there's lots of people that bitch about their circumstances and they do nothing about it. And I'm not impressed with those people at all, but people that are willing to do everything they can at work and then also do a little bit extra because they can squeeze shit in, that's actually kind of impressive to me. And well, it, it's, it's also it's, about like, it makes you creative on how to leverage yep. stuff. You know, yep. I mean, my side hustle is a perfect example of that. Yep. Like I could not do my side hustle. I've tried many different ways. Yep. I'm like, this is just too much time. Like it's not, yep. it doesn't work at all. But I kept trying and exploring and, educating myself basically yep. and found the found, found ways the key. to do it yeah found, found ways the, to do it found the ticket found the ticket and so that goes back to um one thing i would go in this vein with the you know i don't want my kid to work or i don't want to work because i've got i'm so covered up with sports and school or whatever look at your screen time like just <laughs> i mean I, I hate to say this to everybody but fucking look at your screen time make sure you turn the report on all smartphones can do it 
And if you're, if it's telling you that you're averaging six hours or seven hours a day of screen time, get your fucking ass off the couch <laughs> and go get a job. I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's the truth. And so the re- reliance on like one of the, so I, I'm actually irritated about what's happening with, right now with America. And I, there's always the exceptions. There's, there's exceptions. I do have some extreme but, exceptions in my but, screen time. Right. Well, well, I'm just talking about the forgiveness of student loans. Oh, I think yes. it's a fucking mistake. Okay, it's entitlement. I, there, like I said, there's exceptions, but for the mo- most part, you had kids that got the benefit of going to a school, and schools are for profit. I will not allow go- her loan to be forgiven. absolutely not. Like if, if there's I an think, option. <laughs> well, you got to go back to granddaddy's days, and granddaddy, if you if you borrowed a nickel and it took him thirty years to pay it back, he pays back the nickel. Like yes. that's just the reality. And so. The, the entitlement of I'm waiting for my fucking handout is going to kill Americans. So if you've got a kid in school, make their ass work. If they're going to take out student loans, understand they're going to pay it for fucking 20 years. And don't give them the out of of uh, it's student loan forgiveness. You know, finish your, like, finish the job, the graduate, yeah. go get a job, pay it back. Pay back. Or don't go to college, which there's an argument around that as well. Absolutely. If it's a field that does not require a degree that you want to go into, um, why would you go to get $160,000 of student loans? For a field that doesn't require a a, <laughs> a degree, like make that choice if you don't plan right. to pay it back, yeah. but you have to understand it, and that really goes into the next piece, which is, um, for me, everyone has to have a budget, and there's no better place to start a budget than uh, at college or earlier in, in high school. If you if somebody's listening and it's already it's it's getting close, mm-hmm. starting a budget is super super important because it's money in, it's money out. I heard one of yours you brought up what um, that you told me before this was. Like no, what do you say about credit cards and credit use? You said basically no, uh, oh, don't no. charge up any debts. Yeah, any debts don't outside. accrue debt. Yeah, while you're in college, outside of student loans, maybe don't. There should not. You debt. should not graduate with debts. Like, I made a couple of bad mistakes, really bad oh, mistakes. I made terrible mistakes. Uh, you can reference them all in season one. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, How much did you graduate with in debt from college, as far as credit cards and cars and student loans? So I paid off my car, so that was good. The only thing, the only debts I had were all credit card related. And how much were they when you graduated? It was probably twelve thousand dollars, twelve fifteen thousand dollars. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're when you when graduate you to... and you don't have a job yet, it's a lot. Well, and here's the thing: um, I bought a house right out of college. In fact, I'm pretty sure we signed remotely. I think I was still in Lubbock, um, but I had a bank account that my grandfather had set up for us when we were born. Um, it had, it had gotten to $3,500 with no one touching yep. it over time. Uh, I bought a condo for a hundred thousand dollars. I needed $3,500 for an FHA loan. That's funny. My mortgage was like $898 a month. Well, that was one paycheck. Yep. That was one paycheck. So I was like, I'm going to need to get a roommate. Got a roommate. She ended up going to nursing school in a different um, in a different state. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do here? And having all of those credit card bills is not cool. It nope. really sucks. I mean, especially 12, 15, 20%. I mean, they're, they're gouging you as a student. Oh, I mean, you, yeah. don't, you have no proven credit. So the rates are high, really higher high. risk, higher rewards. And they always try to get you with 0% for six months. And I played that whole game of jumping between credit cards until you do free out one month. You had one late payment and no one else will take it now. So I never had any late payments, but what got me too was the Victoria's Secret Express. Why did you have Victoria's Secret in college? That's weird. I'm just joking. I'm going to details. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, 
show of hands of any college student that didn't have a credit card to Victoria's Secret. Um, all the clothes, all the clothes that we wanted. I mean, we had retail credit cards out the ass. Yep. Out the ass. Just paying minimums on them. Yep. Oh, oh. Yeah, so, so it really goes back to the, <laughs> the budgeting system is really money in, money out. And so there's things that you have to say no to and you should say no to. You know, the the reason I was able to get through with with limited student loans for what I was for what the college cost, right? Um you got a car loan, there's a story in season one that was bad. It graduated and got a new car, and I shouldn't have done that. Uh credit cards were off off the charts. I think at the peak I got up to thirty thousand. I think I got up to 30,000 and in my mind it was zero interest so I didn't care and I'd pay it back one day until I cared and then of course the second that happened it was like a nightmare. I just got really lucky my first job I did really well at it and um, but the whole point is is that I paid for so much of everything else and I made choices like with food. Yeah. You know I literally ate tuna fish and mustard for years for years and years and years. Um, well, it's super cheap and lots of protein. And and disgusting. That sounds terrible. I don't eat any more. I don't eat more. Three years is enough. But you know, you got to make choices and say no to some things, right? Um, and so I got it all paid off very, very, very quickly because I didn't want to ever get engaged or married with all that debt. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to bring that. And and it showed up when the first house that we bought, my wife qualified. I didn't qualify. I wonder why. I had all this debt on my head. Mm-hmm. And so they had to remove me from the loan. And the current house that we, it's, we still have it in a riddle pool. The first house that my wife and I bought together, I'm not on it because of that. Yeah. And so looking back, that really stands out. And that actually goes into something that you brought up that I think is super interesting. We've talked about if you can, so maybe a parent's listening to this, if you can buy a house as a rental property for a kid going to college and they can learn also the value of, hey, like one thing I'm gonna do with all my kids, I'm definitely gonna do this for them. I will buy a house wherever the college town is so that they can be the landlord. Um, what their rent will be is keeping up with the property. Yeah. Everyone, all the other roommates will pay for the mortgage. Whatever extras will pay for electricity and, and all that stuff. And then when we sell it in four years, why they're going to be motivated to take good care of it is wherever the profit is in that house, they get 50%. That's a good idea. So if you take good care of this this thing, you're going to have you know a, a nice little check just because you're the landlord. That's how you're going to get paid, right? Yeah. But if you shit this thing out, you're going to pay me the loss. <sighs> so if they want to have a $50,000 loss when we sell in four years, no problem. That's going to be on your head too. Yes. So I think to me that it goes back to budgeting, working on money, getting a job, buying a house for your kids if you can, or buying one soon after. All that goes hand in hand, but it's money skills. Yes. And so- I love I think, that actually. That's I think, a really good I idea. think all that comes hand in hand. What's your next one? If not, um, I've got one. Do, 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 do. Um, th- do internships. And yeah, get involved. Lots, lots of them. I did not do a single internship. I did three. Like when you graduated or while you're in mm. school? In school. Mm. In school. Um, the one that stands out to me the most was I worked for a company called Prism Enterprises here in San Antonio. I was on a, I was on a plane to St. Louis to see my family. And I sat next to this guy and we were just talking. And he was the uh, owner or president at the time. And we were just talking in general and he said, hey, do you want an internship? Or I asked him for an internship. And so I went and worked for him. And that was actually, you don't even know this. So I had, I was in marketing for that uh, six months. See, you know stuff. And I had to create, like, I figure I can find them, you'll laugh. But I had to create <laughs> things for the company. They actually used some of them. Um, and then See? I also had to do videos, I believe it or not. I had to create the how-to videos for the companies would buy the products 
the how this actually works so that you know you could basically show that an idiot kid can do it you can too um but yeah i got to do that in an intro now i learned that that's not my forte and so i didn't go into that job but the i the, there's a lot of people i know that they if they get an internship they get it their senior year and whatever that internship is typically will offer you a job because they basically invested nothing or a lot into you for a lot of a lot less cost or no cost at all mm-hmm. and so it's like this natural next step well to me, what I see is that's a big win for the company, not necessarily for the uh, student all the time, unless it's the right field, right? Mm-hmm. So people get going down this path of the next step is getting hired on, the next step is you know, climb that corporate ladder, and they never experience other things that they might have been you know, gifted at or really in love and enjoy, right. and they get caught in that rat race. And I see a lot of that happen. And so I'm all about internships and doing several different areas of internships as far as different um, companies and different I industries. Think I think I missed, I just missed the class the day that they talked about internships. Like, yeah, that's very possible. It just never, it's came, very possible. it never registered on my radar. Yeah. I think ever. this goes back into one of my points uh, on, on my list. But I don't know that I would have had time to do an internship because of all the work and well, you, school. You would have because you had three days that you worked at your at your job and you might have made a choice to, instead of those three, a, do, do this for some of it. Um, there, internships are very, it's not 40 hour work weeks. Internships are oh, very flexible for in most cases. No, they like didn't talk about it or I just, like I said. I no, they for sure did. You went to tech, right? Yeah. They for sure have lots of companies lining up to do internships <laughs> for sure. All the big schools do. I um, did not. Yeah. And, and this goes memo. into something that, that going back to one of my regrets, uh, I fell into one or two things, but like I didn't pursue is um, being like, getting involved in as many organizations and in the school mm-hmm. as you can, especially for the recluses or the kids that are like afraid of this big old world out there and they sit in their fucking dorm and right. go to class maybe or some classes are, are, are virtual now. Yes, Like getting involved early and often with as many different things that interest you, you'd be surprised. There is for sure your spirit animal best friend in the world at there one is. of those things. Like There's so yeah, many I don't options. care what it is and, and I, you call me whatever, like... I don't care if it's chess or fraternity or, you know, athletics or intramurals or Inter, yeah, um, the business. The, I was a part of a business fraternity at one time, um, part of a social fraternity at one time. We, when we were up at tech doing orientation, I was like, well, who are these people yep. running orientation? Like, they're so fun. They're so, yep. I mean, school spirit to the max because they're yep. teaching, you know, here's the fight song. Yep. Here's all the traditions. Here's. Getting involved in that like, makes that that community, you know, you, and you see it. You see kids come back after the first semester or first year. They'll mm-hmm. they'll come back home. It's because they never got engaged, they never pursued that. And right. so, every school has some sort of website bulletin board that you can go to that shows every activity known to man. There's something for everybody. There's some. There is, and what's so the best thing about college is like there is just no, there's no nerds. There's there's something that's nerdy, you know, like in high school or whatever, you may have felt insecure about doing something. And that there is none of that in college. It is such a great, such a great place. Get involved politically, (laughs) things like that. You know, student council, even if that interests you down the road, I think it's super important to be part of that stuff. Uh, I'll also tell you that a big miss that I had coming out of it that I should have, by being involved involved in a school, it really helps you out, is when you get wired into organizations that require uh, moderation by... The, uh, the teachers, the staff, the professors, the admin, those people can also help you get a fucking job. Mm-hmm. Like those are the ones that 
you know, you've been working, you've, you've shown that you're a disciplined kid that volunteered, helped the school, helped the community for the last two years, three years, four years. And now you're saying, hey, 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 professor, uh, is there a company or a person that you know or a former student yeah. that you can introduce me to? That is a path. That yeah. is an absolute path to something yeah. that you might want to do. Uh, and it's definitely a leg up for sure. Like I still get calls all the time from a, a, for, a current or former student from Trinity saying, hey, I'm thinking about getting in the mortgage industry. It's like, fantastic. I'd love to talk with you about it. Yeah. And that's might be from a different state or a different city and I can't help them, but I'll still help them yeah. <laughs> because it was an ask for my, my alma mater, right? Yeah, for sure. And so uh, that's something is just get involved, get involved early, get involved often. Uh, you know, be careful who you hang out with, right? Show your friends, show you the future, mm -hmm. but, but there's somebody for everybody. Totally. Um, shit gaming. I'm sure there's like gaming communities. I would oh, never do that, but I mean, there, I'm sure there are at every college. There's something <laughs> for everybody. There's something for everybody for sure. For sure. Uh, moving on. Um, all right. Here's something I did better in college and, uh, that I screwed it off for about my thirties. So one thing. I was asked, I've been asked this question a lot recently. I don't know why. Three different people now, three different uh, different social media channels have asked me the same question. It's like, uh, what, what's one piece of advice you would give anyone uh, knowing knowing what you know now, going back, what would you do differently? Mm -hmm. And my answer is don't take your youth for granted. Yeah. Like understand that the body's a fucking temple Jeez. and the way it's built at age 18 and 20 <sighs> and 25 and what you can do and what you can experience, all that stuff. Golly. It, uh, it goes away way quicker. <laughs> and so uh, I, I was actually uh, overweight back in my earlier years, back in my mid-school years, things like that. But I put a lot of time into working out back in college. And I got, in in my opinion, my ideal shape uh, with a lot of help from testosterone and other normal things that happen <laughs> yeah. at that age, right? So I get that. Uh, I got a job and then my job required a lot of uh, uh, hours at an office. And I gained weight in my 30s for sure. In my 30s, um, I didn't take full care of myself for at least it was probably a six or eight year run where I didn't see a gym. I didn't I didn't run one mile. I didn't yeah. walk a mile. I didn't eat well. I did whatever the hell I wanted to do. And then when I'm like looking down the barrel of turning 40, <laughs> man, it took two years to get back to not close to what I was like in my 20s, right? Oh, man. And so the understanding that, you know, uh, one simple question I was just asked actually this week was, if you could be the richest man in the world or you could or you could be uh, the uh, have the best health in the world, what would you pick? My answer is health because there's a lot of dead mil millionaires. There's a lot of dead billionaires. There's a lot of millionaires and yeah. billionaires that are trying to pay to beat cancer or whatever. Yes, because it's very money doesn't Right. Money does not solve that problem. And so problem. you got to enjoy it and you got to like take it, take care of it. And yeah. like whatever habits you're creating in, you know, high school, college or leaving high school and going into the working, uh, mm -hmm. working world. That will carry you further than you think, yeah, it but will. it's got to be a priority. It's got to be a daily priority, a daily routine. This is what I do. And so that leads to some things that I used to do that aren't healthy, like drinking every day, right? Just because you can and just because you don't get hangovers doesn't mean you. it's healthy to your temple, to your body to drink yeah. every day, right? Yeah. And so making those choices early on and getting in a better habit early on that, no, no, uh, stretching is a great example. There's some freaking flexible high schoolers <laughs> out there that can like put their elbows on the ground that I can barely touch my knees Stretching now. Stretching is you very know? important. I stretched right before the podcast. Did you really? Oh, I did watch you. <laughs> I did watch you do that. Yeah. So I'm not joking about that. Um, it's it is the the one thing that you don't appreciate until it's gone. And it's, it's like 
boom, gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, it's, and whatever energy it takes to sustain it is nothing like it takes yes. to get it back. Nothing yes. like it. So to me, that's a really, really important one. So uh, every single day, two hours to two and a half hours a day, every single day through college, no matter what, I didn't care what I did the day before. I always worked out. I always was in the gym. I was always doing something. Got to go to the wreck. Got to do something. Got to do something. Move your body. Uh, what's your next one? I think I went through my list. Well, then I'll just finish up my last couple here. Um, this one's going to be a little bit controversial because one of the guys that asked me advice is in a great long-term relationship. And my answer is don't get married till you're three years out of college. I, and I would have to agree with that. So let me, let me explain this to some people that have been married for 50 years and disagree with me. Um, you are the minority. Yes. It is the exception, the rule. It's not yes. the reality. So, yes. uh, there's plenty of articles and under and anyone that's older understands that a man's not mature until they're 30. They're like, they're so ever, we're changes. so, there's so much change that happens in your 18s and 20s. Yes. It's just the truth. So to me, it's great to keep date for seven, eight years, though, in hopefully as the same person, right? Like I met my wife when I was 20 years old. Yeah. So I was in college um, and I got married when I was 24. So it's 23. The, yeah. So the, and I would say that I even felt like I was young getting married, mm-hmm. looking back. And there were plenty of tripping stones that could have like derailed our marriage for sure because I was not mature when I got married, right? Well, and you just change as a person so, so, so much yep. that like my mom always preached, don't get married till you're 30. I'm like, uh, that's not happening because that's not part of my life plan. It's this happens, this happens, this happens. Right. And... um. Not that I have any regrets, obviously, about, you know, us getting married, but I just have, I can see clearly what she meant by it because who we were- My mom told me the same thing. Who we were then and who we are now, we've just changed so much. Luckily, the inner core hasn't changed. Um, Otherwise, I think that's where people start to part ways, but- Well, uh, I'm going to give a story for everybody because this is relevant to marriage, okay? So- um, the biggest financial losses I've ever taken in business, in investments, um, of them, there were two, the top two biggest financial losses. We had, I had agreed to something. I was going to give a certain amount of money to an endeavor. Uh, one, of, one of the two is the one that sticks out the most. It was to a bar. And we, we had a commitment date that he was raising all this money for that I was going to give this money on this date. And literally going up into the last week beforehand, there's some in my gut that was like, I don't know, like this might not be a good choice, but I had given a commitment. And so I saw the commitment through and I lost all the fucking money. My mm-hmm. gut was right, right? And so what I mean by that when it comes to marriage is, I, I've seen this, I saw with my brother, great example, where the train starts moving and the relationship starts developing and one of the two usually is more uh, uh, ready to get married than the other. Mm-hmm. There, there's some sort of, in, in many cases, there's some sort of like, if, you know, uh, if you're not going to marry me, I'm going to get on with my life kind of moment right. that happens. And so it's the logical next step. And so all of a sudden engagement things are being sent out and rings are happening and you're inviting people to weddings. Just, and yeah. literally I told my brother, uh, the day before the wedding, I was like, man, don't I do don't do this. I'll walk around and tell everyone the, the party's over and they were divorced one year later. Yeah. Right. So until the thing is fucking signed. Yeah. It, you can still back out. You can still back out. And so my point is not like second guess yourself from that perspective, but it is go with your gut. It and is. It, I've had conversations the, the, with, I, I couldn't even believe it, but over the past two years, I would say, 
Um, cause I'm getting to the age where, you know, now friends are starting to divorce and things like that. And it's like the amount of people that have said, I knew it wasn't going to work from, from when I got married. Yeah. From the so, day I was so listen to that for you young folk out there, like the hormones are a real powerful drug, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Right>? but <laughs> if your gut says no, there's nothing wrong with more time. It's always <laughs> worse to get diver- divorced and get, have to unwind it than it is to date longer. Yeah. Like just date another year. Just date another year. That's so sad. Like you stood there knowing that it wasn't going to work. Like, I think that a lot of that goes back to uh, our society's change where oaths and promises mean nothing to many people. Like, uh, if you go back to traditional marriage, you're, you were in, you're standing before God and your family saying, till death do us part. Yeah. Unless I change my mind. Unless, right? I mean, that's what 55% of the world is saying, right? I know. Till death do us part, unless I change my mind. Unless I change so, Until shit gets hard. Right. Until shit gets hard. <laughs> until somebody gets sick. Until, until, until. It's yeah. like, no. Um, I, I don't think that as a 22, 23, 24, I was not capable of that real choice of understanding what that really, really? meant. <laughs> because there's a whole lot of years after 22, hopefully. You know, 60 more, 70 more years after that, that you're making a promise at a very young age, very right? Young and age. so that's what I think our moms meant by, you know, wait till you're 30. Yeah. Um, and, and that would be advice. I have friends that, um, you know, are in their 30s and are irritated by the fact that they're single. And I'm like, don't be irritated by it. You know who you are now. You ha- yep. You can make your list of... Your perfect man list, your non-negotiables, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a good thing. So embrace that, lean into it. And I, I, I know that there's always going to be a high school sweetheart story, and I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I for love sure. that, and just understand that's the exception. Yeah, it's so the exception. Uh, waiting, like you don't have to get married the second you graduate. You don't have to get married the second you go, you get, you go to the military. You don't have to get married the second you get a first job. Like enjoy young yeah. life a little bit, yeah. and, and I'm not saying date around. I'm saying enjoy young life a little bit, like enjoy yes. just being single and travel together and do yes. stuff like that, right? So to me, that's something that uh, one of the parents said, I don't agree with that one. It's like, okay, but you were high school sweethearts. That's just not normal, yeah, right? it's just not normal. Um, um, I did think of one and it's very quick and simple. Ladies, take care of your face. Always take off your makeup at night, no matter how drunk you are. <laughs> That's a funny thing I would never thought of in a million freaking years. It is. You cannot sleep in your makeup and you always have to brush your teeth. Wash your face and you have to brush your teeth. I promise. That's funny. Look at this epidermis. I promise. (laughs) All right. I got one. Uh, These last two for me go hand in hand. And so it turns towards towards business and long-term stuff. Okay. Um, So I don't know if the record's been broken, uh, but... President George Bush, one of the years he was in the White House, sent out one million Christmas cards. He broke his, he broke his own record. The previous year it was six hundred and sixty thousand, and previous to that, I want to say the Clintons had given out like three hundred and thirty Christmas cards, three hundred thirty thousand wow. Christmas cards. Okay, um, there's a story that goes that he got elected because of Christmas cards he started sending back from college, and so. What I mean by this, and and uh, Ty, Ty is one of the young men that that I'm talking to a lot right now. Um, I told him flat out, I was like, I'd copy George. Uh, this is the senior, by the way, guys. So the point is, is that what he did is when he left, I think it was Yale, he had a list of all these people that he was classmates with. And he, wow. and he compiled these names and numbers and kept in touch. And he was sending out these, you know, Christmas cards, 500, 5,000, 50,000. And, you know, 25 years, 30 years removed from college, he runs for president. Now, who would you vote for? I mean, the guy that, that no sent your brainer. Christmas card for the last 25 years? Yes. You know, what kind of doors did that open? Mm-hmm. Um, but 
the the number of people that we interact with at college that we lose contact with, and I know that there's social media out there and Facebook and, and Instagram and all that stuff. That is a piece of it, but the but you're also lost in the noise. Like yeah. how I'm not gonna put you on the spot, but how many followers and friends do you have? Thousands that you might not even know, right? Like you there's yeah. there's lots of contacts, but yeah. it doesn't mean that you're in relationship. And so the old school kind of you know, going against the like Early on, Facebook was effective because you were only doing, you were only agreeing to meet with, only like uh, friending your actual friends and staying well, in touch with a, your friends. You had to have a college account. Right. Early on, that was the way it worked. And so it was successful that way. Um, my point is that was a different grain. This is a different grain that I would give to anyone that will serve you well, especially if you ever have any type of entrepreneurial spirit or political spirit, like a, a political um yeah. Uh, going into politics of some yeah. sort or um, or just want to get a door open to a potential job down the road, like keeping a list of, not the black book, That's but a list of all <laughs> the names and numbers of people that That's you great, like that like you were that. in relationship with at some point in your life. You start that at age 18, you're opening doors that you did not have access to. So That's that, a ringer, folks. That's, that's a good one. It's a really big one that uh, that... I wish I had done, and I understand the power of that constant contact now because I'm in business. Yeah, but I didn't understand it back then, and so it might, I think your the life and the path would have been a little bit easier if I had stayed in touch with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to the how that, that finishes up, um, I said create an ongoing contact list of people you meet. That's right. So the last piece is take your big risk early. Um, so to me, like. I understand personalities. Some personalities drift towards safety and security and others are more risk uh, prone, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying take risks from a standpoint of risking your life or even risking a love life, right? But the flip side is if you see somebody you're attracted to in a class, like walk up to them, like take that risk early on because it's a compounded muscle that is going to get better over time or going to get worse over time. If you, if you, there's an opportunity for a team to walk on, like, I don't give a shit if you don't make it, like go walk on. If you take that shot, take that risk. Right. And, and I also think that that goes to when you leave college before you're married and before you have kids is the only time that you really have freedom. Truthfully, when you have a little bit of pocket money, you have no responsibility to anybody other than yourself. That's when you could go work for somebody in Europe. That's when you could take a year off to go travel uh, the, the world. That's yep. when you could make the shot at, at an entrepreneurial thing. Because once you have, for me uh, as a man and, and women following the same thing now, you know, it's the same. Once you have a family at home and or uh, somebody that has roots in a place that they're, they don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Got something to lose. Ball and chain is real and it's not a bad thing, but it's real. It's real, right? yeah. So... I would like to go do all these other things for my bucket list. It's going to have to wait. I would like to go travel <laughs> and see all these other things at some point. Some of them are going to have to wait. Yeah. None of that shit had to wait when I was 22. Exactly. None of it had to wait. And so taking the risk for a business that you were like, I want to maybe try this on my own. I want to start this new company. Go for it. Yeah. And the worst case scenario is you're bankrupt by yourself, but there's no starving <laughs> there's child. No starving there's no starving child. Exactly. It's the truth. Yes, agree. So, Preach. To me, that's that's how I'd finish the, this this episode personally. I but, love that. Um, Great advice. I love it. Um, all right. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Share it with your friends and family, especially if you have... Um, you know, people that are going off to college. Just leaving school. 
just just leaving Maybe. high school when they're leaving the nest some good advice for them or about to or just started college or just ended college yep. or just i mean just really anyone right <laughs> just really anyone and a shout out to quade and ty those two are the ones that inspired this episode two great young men uh, yeah. Super proud of them. Very cool. Super proud I of love them. that. All right. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and uh, send us emails if you have comments at sigmundsense at gmail.com. We'll see you next time, guys.